back and better than ever before. It's the Anonymous Squadcast. First and foremost, we want to apologize for our slight hiatus. Uh, as you heard in our previous episode, ZitterZap had a baby. Uh, I know I, for myself, have been having some busy weeks, but we are back and we are well, I'd like to say we're at full force, but you know we'll see where Zitter thinks too. <laughs> uh, tonight, we are going to be bringing you a couple of news aspects for you, and one of those is EA flagging YouTube content, uh, specifically with this new Medal of Honor Warfighter release, but you know content in general from EA on YouTube. As well, we will be talking about Battlefield 3 Aftermath DLC. We all watched the video by now, and so I'm sure that we will have a lot to talk about with that. So, uh, Zitter, you've had a month off now. What have you been up to? Yeah, I've been handling the baby, or the baby has been handling me. I love spending time with her, and it's it's a lot of fun, I tell you. And um, I've also been able to game. Uh, a bit uh, because my mom is here uh, to take care of the baby so I'm getting some free time and um, I've recently been playing Armored Kill Rush and I'm enjoying the hell out of it I mean it's so much more better after they rebalanced uh, the AC-130 to only spawn when you destroy an MCOM it's just just so much better uh, apart from that, I have um, dug my claws, not very deep, but a little bit into other games like Assassin's Creed Revelation, Starhawk, and I'll be getting Resistance 3 to, uh, soon. So we'll talk about that when we get to it. Uh, what have you been up to? I've heard you've been pretty busy these days. Yeah, the uh, the gaming has been on a minimum pretty much the only games i've picked up in the past couple of weeks were little big planet for the vita and again madden 13 just because you know you can squeeze in a couple games here and there uh over the weekend though i did pick up payday the heist and i have been having a lot of fun with that uh playing with friends playing with randoms online it's just you know, it's a good game to, I guess, kick back and just have some fun. Um, I'm not really a bank robber, so it's all kind of foreign to me. But, you know, I, I've been having fun with it. And uh, as of this recording, I'm getting ready to play Medal of Honor Warfighter. Although by the time that people listen to this, I'm sure it will have been out for at least a day. <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I looked at Payday the Heist. I saw a couple of YouTube videos, and I, the concept is pretty cool. And I I always wondered that why haven't somebody already did this before? Because uh, the co-op aspect and the stealth aspect, or somebody screws it up for everybody else aspect, is a lot of fun. Do you have any funny story to tell from your gaming experience with Payday? Hmm. Well, we were we were doing a mission. This was with me and uh, three random people that I just hopped in their game. And we all had mics, so it was working pretty well. Um, but we were doing this, I think it's called Diamond Heist Mission. And 
if you stay stealthy throughout the mission, you get an achievement, and then you get a possibility at getting like some sort of giant diamond. I didn't really know because you know I was the lowest level, and I just bought this game the other day, so I just listened to them. So basically, um, one of them would go around and do all the objectives, things like that. The rest of us would just sit in this room and wait for him to finish because if you have four people walking around, it's a lot harder to be stealthy. And so he failed about three times, so we would all run up to the top of the steps and just jump off into the atrium and die <laughs> <laughs> so that we could start over oh, and God. try again. <laughs> that is funny. Anyway, I'm, I'm glad you're having fun with that game. So moving on to our news, uh, the first news that we're going to discuss is about EA, who is flagging content, specifically Battlefield content on YouTube. Uh, now, if you know that there's a huge community in YouTube that makes videos by using footage from Battlefield 3 or other EA games, and uh, some of these YouTubers make money out of uh, their content. Uh, they, may, they make tutorials to help people out or just general commentaries. Uh, what EA has been doing is that they have been flagging this content as a copyright owner, as a copyright infringement, and uh, they are displaying their ads on these YouTubers' content without actually paying for these ads. So uh, what is happening is that YouTubers are not getting the money for the ads that are being displayed on their videos. Now, the YouTubers which are partnered, they do not have a big issue with this because they get paid as per their contract uh, with whomever they are partnered with, Machinima, Pixel Enemy, and they get paid a certain amount for a certain amount of view, per thousand views, a certain amount. So they, uh, they don't have an issue with this because Machinima or Pixel Enemy gets paid from the advertising revenue that is generated from their videos uh, but uh, small youtubers who are not partners and who make very less money from their content because they are small youtubers and they are not partnered you see how that cycle works are basically they are basically getting no revenue at all from their videos and they are uh, some of them are even getting takedown notices uh, so noah what what do you feel about what's going here and uh, w- is this is this a good thing in long term or is this a short term profit stint from EA you know i don't i don't really know if i have a problem with it necessarily in my opinion, if you're not, you know, partnered with one of the bigger names, you're not going to be making anything off of YouTube anyway. Uh, so, you know, if, if you don't make that much more off of your advertisements, then I, I'm not really sure. Uh, to kind of turn the tables a little bit, pretty much every YouTube video I've been opening for the past week or week and a half has had the uh, new Black Ops 2 trailer or, I guess, advertisement played before the video. And, you know, so that's not EA and Microsoft. Um, So, like, does that mean that those YouTubers still get 
that payment or like because some of those are battlefield 3 videos but are they not flagged by ea yet or has i guess how how far has ea gone in doing this i mean uh, those uh, trailers that you're seeing are basically put in those videos by machinima or pixel enemy who these guys are partnered with uh, because they know that they will have a better return on advertisements or better click rate if they place those videos even though it's battlefield if they place a call of duty video it's more likely that a person who went to that video is going to click it i see that is how uh, basically the partnership works but i mean the you uh, the youtubers that we are talking about who basically are not partnered and are very small and make a very little make a small amount of money i still say that even though they make little amount of money they do invest in their youtube videos i mean even to start making youtube videos if you are not uh, if you're not playing on console you have to buy at least a 1500 to a 2000 dollar computer and you think that okay even if i make 50 bucks a month from my youtube videos i might be able to recoup some cost or buy some games or anything uh, the problem with this is that it's not majorly about the money it demoralizes these youtubers who are putting 20 30 hours uh, because big corporations are stepping in and they can do whatever they want with their content and uh, these small youtubers cannot do a single thing so these small youtubers are just gonna say oh i'm done with youtube because uh, all my videos are getting uh, flagged and i can't w even if i make was making 10 cents out of it i can't make anything so l to hell with it and i'm quitting youtube and that is what that is what i do not want to see because i actually watch many small channels and some people and i watch videos from people who are not partnered and i don't want them to go away and i want them to have the same enthusiasm in making video like they always had so do you think that there is a demoralization effect if ea continues with this thing i don't think that money is the correlating factor to enthusiasm um, like you're worried about people getting up and leaving YouTube because they're not getting paid as much as they were or even at all. Um, but people make YouTube videos because, you know, A, they want to make YouTube videos or B, they have a lot of fun doing it or C, they want to see something coming out of their video games that is more productive than just sitting there playing video games. Um, that's one thing I liked doing over the summer is it took, you know, just sitting on the couch for a couple hours and, you know, I guess you could say wasting time, although we both know that video games isn't a waste of time. But for all those naysayers out there, uh, they think that, you know, just sitting down for the entire day is a waste of a day. Um, and so I started making YouTube videos now, I didn't make that many, so don't don't hold me to that. But, you know, it's just something fun that I like to do. Um, I've always been really interested in the digital media, digital imaging, stuff like that. Um, 
I don't know. It's, it's just kind of fun for me. And I assume that's how other people feel. Although, you know, one can rarely know what other people feel. I do. I do like your take on this. And you do give me a positive hope <laughs> because I was I, I was just thinking that, oh, no, now it's all corporate. I mean, YouTube is becoming corporate. I mean, it's already a big money matter in terms of for a lot of YouTubers. But I was thinking like now uh, we're going to see next year that EA or Activision is distributing license to YouTube YouTubers who would be able to make videos using their game footage and the people who do not have license will not be able to publish any kind of game footage and i was like okay this is going to be the next step that they will take uh, in t- to control uh, people's experience when they watch these videos and that would be really bad for the community because people who will criticize uh, their games uh, they will not even give them a license i mean do you think this can happen? <laughs> I do. To publish? Um, it, you know, it, it can happen just like, you know, tomorrow they'll give everyone Medal of Honor Warfighter for free or like a free-to-pay system or something like that, you know? Like, it's a possibility, I guess, in terms of the likeliness. I don't see it happening necessarily next year. I think it's possible that something like that could happen as we move along. Um, we've you know we've seen there is no review copy for Metal Honor yet. They're not releasing that until the actual game comes out, and typically those come out you know a week or a week and a half early. So um, I think even now we're seeing a start in that direction, you know, because you can't review the game, therefore you can't post footage a week early. Therefore, you know, no one has the rights. And now with Medal of Honor, um, the word on the street is that you can't post videos until something like 9 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I guess they're making rules to limit what you can do. And I, I don't know who it's hurting i guess like is it hurting youtube is it hurting individual youtubers or is it hurting them because they're losing a lot of those first week sales from people who are kind of on the fence saying should i buy this game and then since they can't watch any videos i guess they're not going to i think uh, what has happened in the youtube community has grown exponentially in the last one one year or so and that is the reason why these big companies have started to take an interest on YouTube and that and I am pretty sure that since these gaming companies they control they want to control users experience and users opinion they might put some clause in it in their games in the future to uh, to prevent specific type of videos to come out I I've heard that Microsoft has already put a clause for Halo 4 uh, saying that you cannot make money out of our game footage so uh, it's it's kind I mean YouTube was kind of considered free speech but I think I think down the line maybe three years or four years it would be as controlled as any other media or any other news television is uh, and I'm already seeing uh, corporations showing interest 
in taking steps towards that specific thing, which is kind of sad. Yeah. What would what do you think? I mean, this is purely speculation, but what about something like Twitch, um, where you know it's just a live stream? Um, they're just kind of quote unquote hanging out, um, like they're not necessarily posting the footage anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just you know letting people watch what they're doing. Is is that going to be the next step as well, or? They can uh, block it because I know that WarZ, uh, if you, I, I think you do know about WarZ, right? Yes, yes. WarZ, they released uh, their beta on October 15th. And I went to Twitch to see that, hey, is anybody streaming it? Now, they have an NDA for the beta, not allowing anybody to stream it until November 5th. So there was one guy who was not streaming the beta, but what he was doing is as he was playing the beta, he had a webcam on himself and he was basically just answering questions and asking people, hey, I'm at this place. Should I kill him? What should I do? And all those things. So they can certainly prevent people from streaming this stuff to tilt the balance in their favor and to sell their product. Uh, they can certainly do that. Um, people who stream it, um, they can certainly take action against them because I believe Twitch does record uh, what you have, uh, what you were streaming. Uh, I think, however, it again depends on the community. Now, Twitch has not come under their eye because they don't think it's as big of a deal as YouTube. And that's why people are able to do stuff on Twitch that they can not do on YouTube. I see people who stream on Twitch play copyrighted music in the background. Have you seen that? Uh, no, I, I haven't done as much on Twitch as I probably should have. Uh, I mean, I've seen uh, many YouTubers um, who basically stream on Twitch. And what they do is they are playing the game, but they are playing some heavy metal, rock metal music in the background, which makes the gameplay uh, look more exciting. And these are all copyrighted songs and they're streaming it on Twitch. Uh, But and they're getting away from it because the the RIAA, the music industry and the big companies are not looking towards Twitch because they think it's not that big of a community. So as Twitch gets bigger, definitely they'll have the same issues too. I can't see why they will not. Yeah. We'll have to keep our eyes open. Yes. And I mean, there were a couple of months ago, there was a rumor about ES uh, being sold to some bigger company, some bigger media company. And um, these kind of efforts from EA... Uh, they are, I would say they are short-term efforts to to make profit because they're saving money on their advertising budget. But in the long term, they are hurting their brand and they are hurting their brand reputation. Uh, so maybe EA might be going on sale in six months and they might want to, sh- uh, they want to show some profit. And this could be their last uh, ditch efforts So before to show some good profits and get some good return on their sale. Uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, it's it's all business right now, and it's all corporation. So 
we can just speculate over here. <laughs> and we have. <laughs> well, Noah, if I put you in a position, if you're running a business like EA and you are paying millions of dollars in salary to your employees and millions of dollars in advertising budget, and if I tell you that, hey, if you just claim copyright on all these videos, you can advertise on every Battlefield 3 video in YouTube for free. Won't you do it? Yeah, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a perfect business strategy. I mean, they used uh, these YouTubers to promote their games uh, in the starting, and now that they have a whole crowd, millions of people watching these videos, they have an advertising platform that they don't have to pay a single dime on to advertise. Perfect world. <laughs> yep. Amazing business. <laughs> that's what they do. Yep. That's what they are. They are. They are a corporation. They need to make profit. So that's what they can do. They're gonna do. Okay. So, Battlefield Three Aftermath. Uh, I don't know exactly how I feel. Um, which I guess means I know exactly how I feel. I'm a little hesitant to tell you guys how I feel. <laughs> um, so some some things. Uh, the crossbow and scavenger mode, uh, and then you know some some nice pretty little changes. I love throughout. the crossbow. I love you love the, the crossbow. crossbow. I'm like, uh, I know people were complaining and saying that, hey, why did they give us a stupid crossbow? We wanted more guns, and I'm like, you know, for dice, what a gun means? They'll just reskin any other gun in their thing, increase the recoil, decrease something, and they'll just give you a new gun. That's what. It's basically copies of other things, but I love that they have given us something very unique and it's it's going to be more of a gadget. I mean, uh, if you see it, the details on the crossbow, uh, it's going to have four different ammunition type. So it's going to have a normal am ammunition. It's going to have ballistic ammunition, which is basically for long range sniping or something like that. It's going to have explosive, which is going to be similar to RPG or C4. And it's going to have a scam ammunition, which is uh, similar to tugs, which is going to be able to motion detect anybody around a certain area. And these you can switch between these ammunition by just tapping your fire mode. So just think about how much dynamic uh, gameplay this is going to bring out. Now, I am, I am afraid whether it's going to imbalance the classes because now you have tugs on virtually any class that you want. So what is the use for a recon? Or you can have a, an explosive RPG on front of the crossbow. So what is the use of an engineer? But I hope they balance it right. I'm kind of feeling you're not that excited about the crossbow. You, did you want it, Guns? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think mean, you're tired of Battlefield 3. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm really not. I actually, I was playing it the other night, and I was having a blast. Although, I was playing uh, squad deathmatch on close quarters, so that's always fun. <laughs> but you uh, shot in the back like ten thousand times. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, the crossbow. I, I'm just kind of worried about how it's going to affect the game. Um, so the crossbow was a, a fairly big part about Black Ops, the original Black Ops, right? It was in that? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. And it showed a shot explosive darts. Um, 
I'm worried that it on Battlefield 3 will be, I guess... It will uh, the game? Yeah, like, I, I'm wondering, you know, how will the ballistics work? You know, you, you talked about the ballistic... I guess you could call it a, a dart or an arrow. I mean, it, it's supposed to shoot an arrow. I don't know. <laughs> but, um, like, will it be a sniping crossbow? Uh, you know, and, and will it be a one-hit kill? Uh, uh, I think the crossbow would be more of a novelty than an actual powerful weapon. <laughs> which and, means everyone's going to be using it <laughs> no it's going to be a novelty in terms of like oh that guy killed me with the crossbow he might be really skilled rather than a weapon like oh the crossbow is overpowered I'm pretty sure that in the first week everybody's going to scream the crossbow is overpowered and we might Guaranteed. even <laughs> <laughs> and we might even do an episode uh, like we did for the AC-130 saying that the crossbow the crossbow is Rigged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, depend on how Dice introduces it. Uh, I, what I'm, I'm not that afraid about it being overpowered. I'm just seeing that if it does come into play and everybody has it, then what is the need for classes? I mean, you don't need a recon. You already have tugs. You don't need mm-hmm. engineer. You already have explosive, and you don't need a sniper rifle because you already have ballistics. So I'm like, how will that balance out? Right. Uh, but you know what I think is happening is that I think Battlefield 3 has lived its life. And now they are less worried about balancing the game. They just want to give people fun things to play with. Uh, right. It's like uh, those, you know, those RPG PC games like suppose Skyrim. Okay. So okay. I will I will go and play Skyrim and I'll play it for 30 hours, 40 hours. And after that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm done with this game. What what, what new can I do? Oh, I'll just down, download this mod file and I modify my character to look 1,000 feet tall or something like that. So I'm just doing stupid things because I'm like, this is now I'm trying to get more out of that game by just having it like an open play field or something like that. So maybe maybe it's like that. Maybe Dice is thinking like, hey, let's give people some fun things to play, uh, because or maybe they are experimenting for Battlefield Four. If some a concept like this can work in Battlefield Four or not, it's possible. Yeah. Um, now, Zitter, we all know that you download the naked mods for Skyrim, so don't even <laughs> don't even <laughs> pretend that you don't do that. But you know, okay, so let's let's think about really good and long-lasting games uh for instance like the starcraft series so we had starcraft and now we have starcraft 2 um the reason this game lasts so long is because it is balanced yes um so now i know that rts and fps are different types of games but i'm almost wondering you know if they sort of got to that state where Battlefield 3 was perfectly balanced, would it last, you know, forever? <laughs> oh, it <laughs> will definitely forever, last but... forever because Battlefield 2 did last almost forever. It came out in 2005 and people were still playing it until Battlefield 3 came out. Uh, but the thing is that, I mean, if you look at a company like Blizzard, and they, they have a certain objective with StarCraft that they're going to release a game every 10 years and they're going to release a game which will last 10 years. But, I mean, EA does not have the same objective. 
they they are going to make a game and then they are going to make another game a year and a half later and they would want people to buy that game so longevity of a game is really not their concern that is one of the reason why dice hasn't fixed any of the out of the map glitches i mean i go and watch houdini have you watched qed episodes yep yep yeah and i mean like they're like 50 different glitches on every map and uh, dice is dice knows about them they just don't want to spend the time to fix them because it's all about the profit so right now what they are doing is maybe they are turning the game into a sandbox and uh, basically giving people hey you want this go have a go at it or maybe they're trying to piss battlefield 3 people off uh, by making the crossbow really overpowered so they will go and buy medal of honor warfighter i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah well, they would, might lose some people in the Black Ops if that's their plan. Well, uh, I think Battlefield 3 grew in the first place because Call of Duty gamers were bo- were pissed at Modern Warfare 3 being being nothing new, I believe. I mean, that's why I, I started playing Battlefield 3. Yeah, because you thought that oh, these guys are just not innovating or these guys are just not balancing and not listening to us because the same thing happened with Modern Warfare 2 with the noob, noob tubes or something and mm-hmm. uh, people were like, we've had enough of it, we're just going to go to another game. So, right. um, But the thing is that Battlefield 3, I mean, these titles, they come out, but no developer wants them to be, they want, they want it to be maybe uh, as long as a e- yearly title. Like, this game is going to last for the person for one year. They don't plan for two or three years. Although there are, like, two more expa- uh, two more expansion packs for Battlefield 3 to come out. Right. Um, I, I'm just thinking. They're trying to give community what uh, they want. They want people to have a more sandbox-like experience. And I think they're also experimenting with uh, these kind of gadgets for Battlefield 4. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, you know, you look at it and you think... You, you look at a Call of Duty game and they give you, I think it's four map packs per game about, yeah. I, you know, I could be wrong. It could be four or five, maybe three on some of the earlier ones. Um, and they make that game to last a year. Now, a lot of people with Modern Warfare 3, they actually went back to Black Ops. Um, and I didn't, <laughs> although I did. I did play it in 3D the other day. Did you know that you can play Black Ops in 3D? I I did not know that, but I'm thinking of getting Black Ops and getting into it for us for 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 a short time. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you know, it it's in 3D, <laughs> which you're thinking, oh, that sounds cool, except. It puts your red dot or iron sights really far away on the screen, so you have to squint to see it. Oh god! Yeah, god. <laughs> but wow. okay, back on task though. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, Battlefield isn't a, a once a year game, so they're trying to extend the life. And I guess how well are they doing that? You know, that's everyone has a different answer for that, and mine certainly isn't definitive. But one way they are trying to innovate the game is by giving us new game modes, specifically the scavenger game mode. Zitter, what do you think about this one? I love new game modes anytime they add it. Uh, Scavenger game mode, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, You basically start off with a pistol and then you go and find other weapons. 
and uh, basically you pick up lmgs and all those things and you have a certain amount of ammo so it's more like a survival mode uh, however i'm a little concerned that i don't think this mode will have mass appeal uh, you know what the Battlefield 3 crowd is, right? The 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 majority of Battlefield crowd 3 crowd is the ones who play those Metro meat meat grinders all day long, and I don't know how many people would be interested in playing a mode in which they are limited in terms of ammo, limited in terms of killing powers. Power. I'm also pretty sure that majority of Battlefield 3 players they don't like to experiment with different guns uh so in i mean in scavenger game mode you have to adapt to the all these different weapons and if you're not a player who has 500 kills with every gun or something you will never appreciate that and majority of players are like that i mean i see people who have 10,000 kills with one gun and other guns they've never used it so uh, those people are not gonna play it so that's why i'm concerned about the mass appeal of this mo uh, this particular mode even right now, Armored Kill doesn't have a whole lot of mass appeal and I can only find maybe three or four servers which are full to play Armored Kill Rush on. So if, and I think scavenger game mode will have less appeal than Armored Kill. So I'm concerned about that, but apart from that, I'll be playing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I mean, I'm one of those people who changes guns every time I die just because... I'm tired of using that one. Yeah. Now, you're going to say, oh, that's because you live so long because you're so good, Nova. That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I die all the time, but I still change guns. And, you know, they also say you're not supposed to, you know, you got to get used to the gun before you can throw it away. Well, you know, that's why I play with all of them. Um, they all feel a little different. And if I feel as though it hasn't, you know, gotten its fair shot, you know, say yeah. I die real quick or something like that, you know, I'll keep it around for a little bit longer. But one of the exciting things is just you don't get trapped into playing the same game over and over again if you do switch guns. So I'm I'm looking forward to scavenger mode. Um, like you said, it's not going to be the uh, <laughs> most popular. Yeah. But I think that a fair number of us will play it. Um, in, in my opinion, it would be my mode of choice on the consoles because it's all about the, I guess, closer squad play. Um, cause it's going to be essentially like a, a small, uh, conquest domination thing, except with <laughs> no guns, except you find them on the floor. Like, you know, a lot of the popular games such as like GoldenEye or games like that. So have I don't know. I think it's a tried and true game and I'm excited to try it out. Have you played this game mode uh, on any other game? Not specifically as this calls it, um, but I think it it's pretty similar to like the Unreal Tournament deathmatch type thing, obviously without the capture points, but you know where you have to run around and, and pick up a gun and then yes. kill people. Yeah, uh, yeah, and I think Halo has a, a similar mode as this, but right. I don't play Halo, and I don't think you play it either, right? <laughs> I played Halo 1 through 3 on my friend's Xbox. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I do not currently play Halo. Halo is such a difficult game because you have to keep in mind not the enemy front and behind you, but the enemy above you. 
<laughs> and below you who can, who can kill you because people are jumping all over the place and it's just it's just too difficult to adapt to that game uh, but uh, one thing i would say is that if this mode is not highly randomized people will remember where to where to find a specific gun and they will just bipod uh, find that gun bipod in the hallway and they will just keep killing whoever is trying to come in so right you know do you camp the gun places do you camp your flags do you even bother getting a gun or do you just use your pistol <laughs> and it depends on the players too I, the players who are gonna play scavenger game mode they'll be happy to find the guns and they won't care about the flag like if you find an lmg and you're killing everybody on the map do you even bother about capturing the flag <laughs> and playing the objective or pt here's what here's what here's the thing do you play with an lmg when you play battlefield 3 and when you do do you kill everyone on the map I certainly don't. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. You I'm do? very good no. with the LMG. All right. Go I'll look up. Go look up my stats. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty good with the LMG, especially I'm on close quarters. I'm pretty good with the LSAT. I'll say that it's pretty much my gun. <laughs> Seriously, that's that's like the worst LMG. Oh, you're wrong. The LSAT, LSAT is at amazing. Type 88. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. Okay. So, uh, what what else is coming with this aftermath thing, Zitter? Uh, we are getting a modified Warnick, like with more armor. But what you can do is you can snipe the guy who is driving it. Um, I know that the Wadnik is not the most popular vehicle on the battlefield. So it's kind of good to see it getting some love. Uh, I'm looking forward to drive it, driving it. Uh, only problem is you need a driver and then you need a gunner. And usually that doesn't work out very well. Yeah. Also, um, the highlight, the support, he loses his stupid helmet and uh, that looks pretty cool, though. Did you see the I new support like guy? I don't like this helmet. <laughs> huh? I, I kind of like this helmet. Nah, I, I, think, I think it's just... I think the helmet was kind of stupid, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get up in arms about it, because I like changes. Uh-huh. But I certainly didn't see any problem with it, either. But, no. I, you know, I have noticed that in the trailer, obviously they're playing in a higher resolution than I'm able to on either my PC or my PS3. But the soldiers do look a lot better. Yes, they do. And uh, it's. I think it's also because of the camo. Uh, they are having uh, the new blood-stained camo. Like everybody has been through an earthquake and they're basically all shook up and they, they've injured themselves and all those things. So that is that is there too. So I'm, I, I'm liking the new camo actually. It looks more realistic than... Uh, usually what the battlefield camo looks like doesn't it seem like that everybody in battlefield all the soldiers they've went to a went to their barracks ironed their pants and shirts and then they step on the battlefield they just look too (laughs) clean right yeah and they're all wearing black that's why i chose to wear like teal and green (laughs) because i wanted to be different although it gets me killed a lot but here's something that won't get me killed sunglasses because everywhere i go i wear sunglasses like walmart the movie theater i don't know i'll be walking down my basement wearing sunglasses i guess because pretty much everyone's wearing sunglasses in so that so that you can look at girls and stare at them without them knowing that you're looking at them that might be part of it (laughs) however there aren't any girls in battlefield 3 yeah, they should have released a girl camo. That will sell. 
<laughs> I'd use it. I'm telling you, if 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 they released a girl camo and put it out for like twenty five dollars, <laughs> yeah, people will buy it. Yeah, people will buy it. I don't know why they don't do it. <laughs> I'd probably buy it on both PC and PS3. <laughs> yeah, then, then you can buy it and then you can uh, type messages to people. You got killed by a girl or something like that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the sunglasses, I mean, we, we are seeing uh, screenshots of it, people wearing sunglasses and everything. Everyone and, wearing sunglasses. Yeah. And it's even uh, in the, you know, in the poll for that particular blog post, uh, they have written like, what are you excited about? Sunglasses, uh, scavenger mode, <laughs> yeah. uh, crossbow, and, and sunglasses it, it, wins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is an option there. Yeah, and sunglasses wins. But the thing is that nowhere in their blog post have they confirmed that they are giving sunglasses as a specialization. Maybe it's just part of the camo, or maybe not. We don't know. Maybe they want to surprise us. Yeah, it could be premium only as well. You know they promised us the moon and gave us some cookies <laughs> yeah it could be yeah it could be premium only uh, but one thing i'm liking about all this dlc is like right now i'm feeling really good about buying premium because i i think every dlc the good thing about it is that it has a specific theme and they are trying to show an aspect of the game. Like Close Quarters, they were trying to show... I mean, Close Quarters was way too close to even call Close Quarters. It should call, <laughs> should be called Close Close Quarters because I don't think even... <laughs> the <Steward> closest quarters. <laughs> yeah, I don't think even Call of Duty maps are that close. Oh, some of them are, but, but so, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, so it was like way too close. And then Armor Shield is like way too armored focus. I mean, whenever I'm playing Armored Kill... I'm always in a tank or something else. And now they have Aftermath, which is like focused around an earthquake. Your camo is the earthquake-like. You are using crossbow, which is basically a weapon that you will yeah, use. Because if an earthquake happens, that's the first weapon I'm going to. <laughs> oh, really? That's the f first weapon I'm taking because uh, I don't need to find ammo for it. I can make ammo for it and I can, whoever I kill, I can take the arrow back and I can use it again. Zitter, when was the last time you made arrows? <laughs> <laughs> when I was a kid. They were yeah. like... Uh, but... Uh, but kill some people with your homemade arrows. <laughs> but, but I love the way that DICE is sticking to a theme. It's not like, hey, here are these four maps. One is, one is a mountain, one is a valley, and one is this, and one is that. It's not like that. It's like right. they are sticking to a theme. They are making weapons according to that theme. Even the modified Wardnicks and everything, you would say, like, okay, this is something that I can see in an aftermath situation. So they want to give you a feel about their map packs. Now, I don't know whether, I mean, you have gone through a lot of map packs in other games like call of duty i don't know whether they stick to a particular theme in one map pack, map pack and they try to give you that kind of feeling or not mm, not really at all and here's here's where battlefield 3 really does i think the best out of anyone in terms of map packs and dlcs when they give you a dlc they give you a completely different game you know they use the same you know, structure. Um, obviously, this physics engine is the exact same. But with Close Quarters, they completely changed how you play the game. With Armored Kill, 
it was it was essentially a brand new game. You know, it, people compare it to Back to Karkand, um, but it's completely different from Back to Karkand. Partially uh, completely different than Back to Karkand. Exactly. I mean, I so, was I was seeing Rival X Factor's video today, and he was basically defending with a tank in Back to Karkand, and he was saying, "Just stay behind this cover and keep putting your shells and get keep getting keep." getting your tank behind the cover and i'm like in armored kill there is no cover so <laughs> every time you face a tank you need to rush it or you're gonna mm-hmm. die so yeah. it's a completely different game even the uh, even the basics and the gameplay of one map doesn't apply to armored kill or to close quarters mm-hmm. yeah yeah and i you know it, it's just to me that's why i'm still playing battlefield 3 um there was nothing wrong with the vanilla game but I, I would have moved on a long time ago if they hadn't given us new ways to play. So I think kudos to Battlefield 3 and DICE for giving us you know, you know appropriate what? Not, DLC. No, this is funny. Not even the expansion, but the patches that they put. It, it, it you're right, you're right. The game. Even their patches <laughs> turn the game completely down. around. Although... You know, people say, oh, the M16, it's now terrible. No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's still using it, and they're still getting tons of kills with it. So get off your high horse, M16. Yeah. So next feature, Gunmaster would be on Aftermath on every map. Uh, I'm kind of lukewarm on it. I don't really like Gunmaster. I would rather have tank superiority or tank deathmatch, something like that, on every map. <laughs> yeah. Gunmaster, I don't know. I don't like it on PC at all, and I don't know if that's just me. Maybe I'm not as good as I am on console. On console, it's okay. I'll play it maybe... Well, I haven't played console in a couple weeks now, but, you know, back when I <laughs> had time. <laughs> back when I... <laughs> um, you know, it, I played it maybe one out of every 30 matches. I played a game in Gunmaster just, you know, to let off some steam or something. It, it's not just it's just not that fun. I don't think that Battlefield 3 does Gunmaster as well as other games do it. Uh, like Counter-Strike. Obviously, no one's going to be Counter-Strike when it comes to the, that gun mode. But, um, yeah. So, pretty much, as long as we have the, the vanilla modes... Um, I'd love to play some more Squad Rush. I still haven't played Squad Rush on all of the Armored Kill maps yet. So, I don't know. I'm probably not going to be playing Gunmaster on Aftermath. Yeah, I I don't think I'm going to give it a try either. I mean, um, they have to change a lot of things and make it a lot more fun. Especially with their selection of guns, it's not it's not that much fun. If if suppose if they gave us twenty weapons and they they just let it let it let us choose those in any order or something like that, yeah. that would be more fun. That'd be interesting. But I mean, uh, like a strategy game. Yeah, uh, the tank superiority. What I'm talking about is like if you see tank, if you have, I don't know whether you have played tank superiority much on armor. Yes, I have. Yeah. So basically. Every time you go to tank superiority, you are in this open area. And I'm kind of thinking, like, what if you put tank superiority on some of the Karkand maps or some of the vanilla maps? It would be a lot of fun. The only problem is that you do not have a flag that people can rush to because 
there are roads and everything and mm-hmm. other tanks can block your way so instead of tank superiority i think you should rather have a tank death match like whichever team destroys the most amount of vehicles wins or something like that and and that would be a lot of fun and it wouldn't take a lot of effort to actually put that game mode in in other maps so instead of spending their resources on gunmaster if they would have spent it on tank te- team death match something like that I would have been much happy. <laughs> yeah. Here's, I have a gripe, so prepare sure. yourself for mm-hmm. a Nova Dragon gripe. I hate the fact that Tank Superiority has a flag. I think it's the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Why is there a flag? No, because somebody has to be go in the center of the flag be a scapegoat and get bombarded by by everybody every other tank around that right. would be the guy who is ptfoing so you, <laughs> right. you, you so just tell that, that guy who ptfo my gameplay cuz yeah. i'm constantly on the objective in tank superiority i'm not even in a tank i have a spawn beacon right next to it i'll spawn in <laughs> i'll just sit on the objective until someone kills me or until i capture it yeah it's kind of a uh, funny that dice rewards uh, yeah, the players who PTFO like you <laughs> by putting them on a flag and getting yeah. them shot from yeah. every direction Thank possible. You for the 200 points and the death. <laughs> yeah, I'll pay you back next time, Dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they 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 really need to look at their team play and everything. It's it's kind of funny that Dice was so team play minded that in Bad Company 2 we don't even have a team death match. <laughs> they were like conquest or rush that's it or squad rush or squad deathmatch these were the only four modes in in that game um we didn't had team deathmatch or anything and now they've gone like oh we'll we'll give you both we'll give you you can snipe with your tanks stay stay back there no need to go to the flag yeah it's it's kind of stupid. except for one person has to go to the flag <laughs> yeah maybe if they had like three flags it would be much better Something well, like that. Then they might as well just call it conquest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tank and conquest or something you, like that. Yeah, and you know what? What I was thinking is that if they had uh, conquest domination on other maps, where you can randomly right. spawn, like they that already would be a have... lot of fun because you will never get spawn trapped. Mm-hmm. And even in, you know, okay, so close quarters. Yeah, the maps are really small. But take, you know, a city block of back to Karkand and make it into a conquest domination. It takes, you know, what, maybe like four hours for them to do the coding because all they have to do is put in the new flags and build walls that you can't get out of. (laughs) And blam, you have a brand new game mode on a really awesome map. Me and my friends were talking the other day and they said that every vanilla map should have not one but two TDM because there are at least two areas in mm-hmm. every map, which is amazing for team deathmatch. Like they were saying that, oh, why can't we have team deathmatch over in this particular area? Because it would be so awesome. Like CN Crossing, uh, the last set of MCOMs, that whole area combined with the C flag is amazing for TDM, but they don't have it. So I don't know. Right. <laughs> they could. I mean, it wouldn't be hard though. That's that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I gave them a kudos and now I want to take it back. <laughs> you know what? Uh, they actually did uh, this thing for Bad Company 2. Uh, anybody who bought the Bad 
who bought Bad Company 2 uh, pre-ordered it, got a limited edition, and they get got a VIP pass. And they told everybody that they're never going to charge for DLC. But what they did was they had eight maps and four of them had Conquest and four of them had Rush. So for the next DLC, they just put Rush on a map that had Conquest and Conquest on a map that had Rush. So you got two new maps and then you get two new maps. So there were eight DLCs for that particular game with just new modes on the same old maps. <laughs> and they said, you're never going to pay for DLC. Now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's the exact same maps, and it took no effort on their part. Well, DICE is lazy that way. Remember yeah. Cabos for the same but gods? they make such good games. Why yeah. don't... You know, you talked about them making it sort of into a sandbox mode. Why not? Let me decide where the parameters of my TDM will be. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that will be uh, the games of the future, though. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, we'll be able to make our own first-person shooter maps. Yeah. We've been able to do that with, uh, you know, race tracks. We've been able to do it with Little Big Planet. That's a huge customizable game. Yeah. Um, even, even, uh, it's coming to me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Halo. Halo has a build your yeah. map mode. Mm-hmm. Far Cry uh, 2 had a build your own map mode. Yep. You co- Tony Hawk Pro Skater. That's what I was thinking about. <laughs> yeah. So you build your own skate park and then share it around the world. That's awesome. Far Cry 2 had a, a place where you can build your own map and have people play on it. Mm-hmm. Speaking so, about Far Cry, Far Cry 3. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I actually uh, didn't like... Uh, I actually loved Far Cry 2. I know many people didn't like it because the because of the guns jamming and all those other things that you have to drink certain hours and you're going to die or something like that and you catch malaria. It's it's a weird game. I don't know how, if you have played it or not. Yes, Far I Cry have. Yeah, I actually liked it because I liked the setting and I liked traveling. I never fast traveled in that game. Like mm-hmm. going from point A to point B and facing all the people uh, in the way was just part of an experience. Yeah. I actually I bought that game and Mercenaries 2 at the exact same time. And so I kept going back and forth between the two of them. And they're very different, but they're similar enough that I got them a little confused. But, <laughs> you know, it's it's not necessarily a game where you just sit there and play it all day long like you would with Battlefield. Mm-hmm. Not saying I do, but I have. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's fun. It's just a fun game. Yeah. Yeah, um, um, I mean, Far Cry 3, I'm, I'm, I think I like what I see. I like it better than Borderlands or anything else because it's it's kind of more realistic in some way. Borderlands, the the whole graphics and other thing, it just puts me off for some reason. Yeah. I know it's fun. I played Borderlands 1 and I, and I liked it, but it's not a game that I'll play for too long. Yeah, I liked Borderlands 1, and so I bought Borderlands 2, and I, I haven't played it pretty much since the week after it came out so and i don't really miss it you know <laughs> yeah it's the same with daisy everyone's still playing daisy but i haven't played it in well over a month and i simply don't miss it <laughs> yeah it's a uh, i don't know it's it it should have been an mmo rather than a basically a fps console game it would be much more fun that way because then you you can gather all this loot and then you can go into matches and you can have 
TDM against your <laughs> opposition. It would be a lot. Yeah, of fun. that would be that would actually be a lot of fun. Yeah, and then you basically try to get uh, this. I mean, in even Borderlands One, there was some kind of trading where people used to say, "Hey, hey, I have this orange gun, and if you have this gun, I'll trade it with you." And what they used to do is they used to meet and they used to drop uh, the. Uh, the gun for each other and they used to pick up each other's gun and they were like oh yeah we have so it would be m much more fun to see that even if you are not lucky enough to find the really good guns at least you should be able to like go into the game get a lot of kills and buy them yeah so moving on to our next uh, aftermath news there will be aftershocks in the maps that will that are going to shake your aim now this i think this is unlike anything else we have seen in any game <laughs> except for that time that they broke suppression <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was an aftershock i mean a bullet basically whizzes like 20 meters from you and you get suppressed <laughs> yeah and then you know the bullets were random and so you know you could hit your target or you could hit nothing <laughs> yeah so I hope that it only shakes your aim and not basically, I mean, it, I hope that this is only recoil based and not actually accuracy based because I'll right. be pissed if I line up my crossbar. And uh, the second thing is that there will be secret flanking routes. So you could put C4 on back of a building and the, a tunnel, a route for a tunnel will blow up and you can go through that tunnel and you can get to the other side of the map. So I really like that concept. I'm a little worried about the aftershocks. Um, now, my PS3 gameplay is pretty solid. You know that, Zitter. Yeah. Um, but my PC gameplay, I'm already a little jittery. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of worried what will happen when the whole map starts shaking. Well, maybe um, the jitter, maybe your jitters will compensate for the jitters yeah, that the map will give you. And you'll yeah, be I'm like, be perfect. Awesome game. if that happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm I'm really excited about uh, aftermath. I uh, I think uh, I people say that close quarter was a failure and armored kill is a failure. I disagree. I think I have had a lot of fun on close quarters, especially being on the console, and I'm having a lot of fun on armored kill now after their fixed rush. So I think I got my money's worth. I, I have nothing to complain about. Yeah, I mean, I like to. Well, I don't like to complain at all. Yeah, I was no one to complain. <laughs> um. You know, after they released Armor Kill. But, you know, I never really said anything that terrible. I complained about the AC-130, but, you know, I, at this point, I kept playing it. I, it didn't deter me from having fun playing a game I love. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of, out of the premium. Yeah. So, moving on to a review section, I think Noah over here has some cool gadgets some cool games, and some expectations which he's going to talk about. So Noah, tell us about the Chromebook. Alright guys, so I got the Google Chromebook, the CR48. And if any of you guys have this, you know that I should not have been able to obtain a copy. Because in the privacy statement it specifically says do not sell or give this chromebook to anyone um so someone has since sold their soul <laughs> and i bought it at a consignment store for 80 dollars, which i think is a perfectly good price 
to pay for a completely adequate Chromebook. Now, um, Chromebook uses Chrome OS, which is essentially the Chrome web, web browser. That, that, that's essentially all you can do. Um, now, you guys know that you can use Google Docs and, and Google Hangouts and all these other things. Uh, On live? Um, that's a good question. I haven't tried, but I would assume you can. Yeah, if they have uh, an app for the Chrome browser, then I'm pretty sure you would be able to right. do it. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure if there's an app yet, but mm -hmm. there's still, you know, Google's still trying to push these Chromebooks on the shelves. They just announced that the new Samsung Chromebook is going to be only $250 which is a really good price if all you want to do is go on the internet. Um, if you want to play any games like <laughs> Battlefield 3, for instance, you're not going to want to do that on a Chromebook. You know, this is a really good thing for those grandma and grandpas who don't want to do anything more than check their email, check Facebook, and go on the internet because they don't even have to worry about getting a virus or defragmenting their computer or doing a check desk, all that stuff, they don't have to worry about because this has to be just connected to the internet and everything is going to be there. Yep. And, you know, it, it's it's just like the Chrome browser. It's really intuitive. Um, so I, I turned it on and, you know, about eight seconds later, I was logged in and they were like, all right, you want us to import all your bookmarks? <laughs> I said, sure. And so it was essentially... You know what I browse the internet on my laptop, and then it was on my Chromebook in less than a minute. So it it was pretty cool, and then you know I, it's just fun. So does this have any hard drive storage? It has 16 gigabytes of SSD space. Um, you can put in a flash drive, and you can it has a uh, SD memory slot. Um, so. You and can obviously expand storage, but there's really no need to store anything on the computer itself. And how good is the video card on it? Can you watch YouTube in 720, 1080p, something like that? Once you get to the higher defs, it gets a little bit choppy. Um, but I've watched countless hours of Netflix and YouTube and some other you know, internet streaming things on it. And they all work just fine. Uh, once you do get into the HD, you know, pretty much anything 720 and up, it's going to be a little choppy. Um, at least on the Chromebook that I'm using, I don't have a statement about the newer ones. But their specs are essentially the same, so I would assume that it's about the same. Okay, that's cool. Uh, so that's, that's it for you guys about uh, the Chromebook. If you have any questions, Twitter Nova. And he'll answer it. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> Eventually. When he gets on Twitter and logs in. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so you've been uh, having some fun with Primal Carnage or Dino Mode? Well, uh, uh, I've for seen those, for those, Yeah, for those of you who really want Dinosaur Mode in Battlefield 3, look no further because Primal Carnage exists. Um, I personally have had a terrible time playing this game. I am both really bad at it, and I, I just don't, I'm just not good at it, I guess. So that's why I've had a bad time. Uh, <laughs> maybe if I had had 
you know, a little bit more success, I'd be changing my review. But honestly, I, I did not like it. Um, I'm perfectly content with accepting that people can like it. Uh, it's just not going to be my next game. Yeah, I've seen plenty of YouTube videos for this game because it's kind of funny <laughs> in terms of making a video. Uh, the the problem I see with this game is that it has really bad game design. And uh, so what happens is you get overwhelmed by dinosaurs. And some people, for some people, it's a challenge. Or it's just about having fun and running away from them. And I think you're you're getting killed by dinosaurs more often than you're killing them. Is that right? Yeah, I, well, I was playing this one map, and there's like a platform that the bigger dinosaurs can't get to. And the smaller dinosaurs get killed a lot easier. So all of the humans would just go stand on top of this platform. And essentially, the humans would win, which is unheard of because dinosaurs are awesome. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, Ertzi... <laughs> the guest from a couple of weeks ago and one of our first episodes, he enjoys it more than I do. Although, you know, I, I've been Artsy stalking a him a little bit and he hasn't played it either. So, yeah, but Artsy is a pro. You can't, you can't, you can't take an example of Artsy and <laughs> uh, Artsy and uh, tell our subscribers or recommend anything to our subscribers because he's different. <laughs> yeah, he, he is definitely different. That's a great way of saying it. Yeah. So, so what all uh, what are the things Noah you've been up to Google Hangouts? Uh, well, yeah. So as some of you guys know, I am in a long distance relationship with my girlfriend, and Skype is good and all, but all you can do is talk. <laughs> and for me, sometimes that gets a little boring. Um, she probably won't listen to this, so I'll be safe. But uh, Google Hangouts has some neat little apps associated with it. So even if we're having a really serious talk, I can put on a little monocle and a puppy dog mask. <laughs> and it's just fun. <laughs> uh, also, and what I really wanted to talk about was Warlight. Now, a lot of you guys might know what Warlight is. They have a website, and it's essentially just the same. It's a game of Risk that you can play with the people in your Google Hangout. Uh, and I love the game of Risk. I think the strategy is really fun. And it's fun that my girlfriend wants to play it with me. So okay, two thumbs up cool. for Google Hangouts. That's cool. Social gaming. Yeah. Finally, Google is doing something social. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For the first time in their history. Have you? Uh, tr do you know Google ha with Google Hangouts, you can broadcast your screen? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. And you used to be able to do that for free with Skype, although they just made it a paid thing now too. Yeah, well Skype is uh, Skype is one company that is very popular but hasn't made any money. So they're looking into ways to mm -hmm. monetize things. Right. So I don't I uh, and I think Microsoft bought them recently, right? So I'm not surprised that they are going that way. You know, one other company uh, that hasn't made any money is YouTube. It didn't make any money until I think 2011 when it started actually making money. Before that, YouTube was losing money every year because yeah. the amount of videos that people were uploading and all the storage costs and everything. Yeah. Well, you know, if you have a good idea and <laughs> it works, you'll know you'll eventually make a profit. 
yeah it takes time so i am very curious to know what do you expect from medal of honor warfighter i know you jumped on the 30 dollar deal i would have jumped too if i would play it on pc but yep. i'm kind of i'm kind of wondering why did you buy it <laughs> what I, made you buy it you know i wasn't planning to um and then i heard about the half off deal if you're a premium member so i i made the purchase um and essentially all i thought is i want to keep playing with all of the 008 guys who are going to get it um i don't think it's going to be as good as battlefield 3 i could be very wrong maybe it'll be great um it doesn't look like a bad game so i think i'll enjoy playing it and for the 30 dollar price tag you know, I guess you can't really go wrong. Yeah, you know what? This might be a topic for future Squadcast, but I feel sometimes that peer pressure makes you buy a lot of games that you wouldn't otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. Like Borderlands 2 and uh, all those things. Like all my friends, they at one time, they were all playing Borderlands 2 and I thought about maybe I should buy it. But, you know, guess what? I waited 25 days and they're back on Battlefield 3. <laughs> yep. But yeah, it's kind of like what happened with uh, about, well, it was it was about a year ago, I guess. I uh, One of my classmates at my college was big into FIFA. So I bought FIFA 12 and we always said we would play together. We never played together. Fortunately, <laughs> I actually made a friend on Modern Warfare 3. And we started playing FIFA together. So, uh, you know, sometimes even the worst decisions come out to be little nuggets of happiness. Yeah, that's it. Uh, I mean, recently what has, what has been happening to me uh, regarding peer pressure is not, not exactly peer pressure, but I want to play with my friends and uh, I jump on Battlefield 3 and they're all playing Conquest and I'm interested in playing Armored Kill Rush, but nobody wants to play it. So till they are online, I'm playing with them and I have to endure these Caspian borders and Firestorm rounds of conquest <laughs> in which you see very little action and all those things. But I, at the same time, I'm having fun because we're talking and we're joking around. So it's it's a kind of give and take. Uh, and definitely, I mean, these if if these companies can mastermind the social aspect of it, which I think they are moving towards. I mean, what is battle log? Battle log is basically a tool to tell what your friends are playing and what game you should be buying because all, all I saw today was this guy has access to Medal of Honor. This guy has access to Medal of Honor. And I was like, oh, if I want to play with this person, he's going to be playing Medal of Honor for at least a month. So <laughs> I'm out of luck Maybe. on that one. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And it's the same with Steam, you know. You you create a friends list and then you know, based on the games you've played in the past and then you move on, they move on. You're both playing different games and you think, "Oh, should I buy that game?" I don't know. We could play together, but it's kind of expensive. <laughs> well, the good thing about Steam is at least you can voice chat even though you're playing different games or Yep. Yeah. Uh, which Xbox also has that feature. I I hate that PS3 doesn't have that feature. Yeah, although the Vita does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not buying it, don't worry. Not for you, at least. <laughs>
All right, so I've rambled on enough reviews tonight. Uh, Zitter, let's move on to our tip section. What is your tip for this week? Well, I've been playing a lot of Armored Kill Rush, and what I want to do is a small comparison between the LMG and the HMG, Heavy Machine Gun, uh, for uh, the tank. Basically, there are two major differences between the LMG and HMG. The LMG has a high rate of fire, but the heavy machine gun has a consistent rate of fire. Like you can fire it all the time and it will not overheat. And it is much more accurate than the LMG. Now, which one do I prefer? I like the idea of having consistent fire. So you would think that I would prefer the HMG. You know that in Battlefield 3, consistent fire is very important because you can suppress people and they don't even have a chance to shoot back at you. And uh, HMG provides that consistent fire. But I'm going to give you a tip that by, even by using LMG, you can keep consistent fire on a group of enemies. So what I do is I point my LMG towards the enemies and I keep firing until the LMG overheats. As soon as it overheats, switch to tank shell, get that shell out, switch, switch back to LMG and start shooting. This way I can maintain a consistent stream of fire by using a higher rate of fire weapon, a more damaging weapon. And uh, well, that's, that's the thing you need to try out sometime. I know a lot of people like I'm seeing on YouTube prefer HMG and I, I'm not gonna lie, I used to prefer the HMG once upon a time too, but I've just gotten so used to LMG and so used to switching between one target to another target with that high rate of fire, taking them down, suppressing them, firing a tank shell, getting back to LMG, that this is one thing if you practice, I think you will do better than with an, with an HMG. Noah, you got any comments on that? Uh, yeah, that's pretty interesting. Um, one thing I would add to your tip <laughs> is if you burst fire your LMG, it takes a really long time to overheat. So um, obviously if you hold it down, what it takes maybe five seconds or seven seconds to overheat. If you burst fire, that time is doubled, if not tripled. So you can keep that pressure, keep that suppression on even without overheating or switching to your primary. Yeah, that's a very good tip. And this this is, uh, even when you're not hitting your enemies, I would say keep firing the LMG because you do suppress them. And in a game like Rush, it is very important that you keep your enemies suppressed and keep them intimidated uh, by using this LMG and tank shell combination. Uh, so, Noah, what is your tip for today? My tip, uh, kind of a tip in a long stream of tips, uh, because I've talked about you know playing with your squad, playing with a suppressor. Well, this is where I bust out the tactics. Um, and my recommendation for you guys is to play as if you only live once. Um, so, you know... You're, I'm so I've I've been playing a lot of uh, Payday the Heist, and if you die, uh, your team has to come revive you. There there isn't a respawn time, although 
I guess there is after three or so minutes if you can somehow manage to live with your team even if you're dead. But on Battlefield 3, it's kind of fun to pretend that you're not coming back. I think you'll find that you're getting a lot more points per life. Um, You're also probably increasing your KD if that is important to you. Um, And it's just a lot of fun. I think you'll... You'll start to play more with your brain and less with your fingers. Um, and so that's, you know, it's just a fun little tip. You guys can try it out. Yeah, the key to this tip is move slowly, move click carefully, check out, check all the corners and keep moving. I think you will have a lot of fun uh, doing that. Thank you guys for listening to our entire episode of the Anonymous Squadcast this week. You can find our Twitter, iTunes, YouTube, and Skype information on our website, www.anonymoussquadcast.com. As always, I am Nova Dragon. And this is Zitter Zap. Add us on PlayStation, Zitter Zap and Nova X Dragon. <laughs>